it's Sally here. Just a quick one, just a quick one. If you like this really sweary podcast by Kalechi, sorry, Kalechi, do remember to rate and review Say Your Mind on Apple Podcasts, okay? Now for the very urban intro music. <laughs> it's the Ben's Brunani woman, this baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Baby, sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are gonna sip it here. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind. How did you get here? Nobody's supposed to be here. I tried this entanglement. Thing before my husband says no no August nobody's supposed to be here <laughs> Woo 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 <laughs> In case you didn't know that was Deborah Cox. That that's it's me, Kalechi, but singing Deborah Cox. How did you no nobody's supposed to be here? That's the name of the song. Such a fucking banger. My gosh, such a banger. Didn't take me long to swear there. I mean, I don't know how some of you listen with children around because you already know how I be. Okay? <laughs> no. Um, yes, yeah, so that's Deborah Cox. Nobody's supposed to be here. That I love that tune so much. All of the remixes, even because sometimes I don't like them. It's it's dance remixes, but even her dance remixes bang of that song. Ooh, those were the days where people wear a little crop top and them them hipster jeans with a bit of a flair to them. Was she the one? How you walk away so easily still remains a mystery to me. Don't you remember that you promised me that you promised me that you'll never leave? Or if you really don't want me, ooh, if you really don't need me, say it. If you really don't love me, then who do you love? Ooh, shake it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Now shake it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Now break it. You can only break it if you um don't know how to shake it. Soz, I don't make the rules. Anyway enough of the preamble. My name is Kalechi in the place to be. Welcome to another episode of SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right, Suck Your Mum. As you'll notice, our guest in residence, Sadiq, is not here this week because I, I, I don't know, no, he needs to go and brush up on his musical knowledge because <laughs> I would have even hated to know who he would have thought this song was by because knowing him he would have been telling us all sorts so um yeah no he's got other bits that he's doing so he can't be with us um this week my baby boy love of my life my heartbeat my little bro um so yeah you just got me so that's good for all of you people that were like I just love the podcast so much more now that Sadiq is there Uh, look at your life he's not here today you're gonna have to deal with me (laughs) <laughs> no, I know that you mean it um, with the best uh, possible intentions and his energy is wonderful. And, you know, that's literally what my family do for me. You know, they rejuvenate me and it's actual banter. It's amazing having that conversation. There's a lightness to the conversation. And I guess it just shows a different aspect of me as well, because I guess I, I guess people don't see that sort of side. He makes me laugh a lot. He's one of the funniest people that I know. So yeah. 
so I'll just launch in then. A lot has happened. Um, happened. A lot of a lot has happened this week, and you'll know from the song what one of the subjects that I'm going to touch on. Unless you haven't, you know, been in the social media streets. Not that I've been in the social media streets particularly. I've avoided Instagram like the plague. Uh, Twitter, uh, I think I only engaged when the things happened with Jada's red table talk, if you want to call it that, (laughs) red table tension with Will Smith. Yeah, I engaged there, but otherwise I was just like, you know what, I'm going to mind my business. Um, I guess there, here and there, I'd send like DMs to my friends and stuff, but that's literally my friends. If you're not my friend and you're sending me DMs, I'm not going to open them. Sorry. Um... But anyways, 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 let's get into the tarot then because the messages were really a lot this week. Big up all of my patrons, patreon.com forward slash Kalechi Okafor. Big up all of yourselves because um, I love doing the extra readings for you, man. And the people who are in the Supreme Straws um, tier they get one-to-one readings every month. So they get to send me a question and then I send them um, a tarot reading via MP3 for the people who are on the um, uh, $25 a month tier. So they, they get, yeah, they get a one-to-one reading. And I'm really, really, really glad that so many of the readings that I sent out to you lot really, really resonated with you. And then I've been doing extra bits as well. So this week has felt really... Um, expansive for me I would say in terms of um tarot readings like actual like doing it properly in terms of like uh receiving remuneration for it I've been doing it like ad hoc when people uh, email me and say can you do one for me so I'll do it and send it over but this week I actually said you know what I'm going to commit to this thing and do these one-to-one readings but I'm only going to do it for this tier and um it's 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 amazing I really enjoy it I really, really enjoy it. So thank you for trusting me to bring those messages through. And if you're not on that tier and you want a reading, um, I'm there. But at the same time, I'm always telling you that there is there are a variety of people obviously out there. And, you know, you can always, 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 always holler at Leona Nicole Black as well. Um, so, yeah, let me get into the things then. Uh, three pile deck, as we've discussed that you guys like so much three piles <sighs> take your time center yourself and for some of you who are listening to this like please stop fighting yourself because you'll fight yourself and then you'll come and fight me like how is it that it works all the time wow i don't know i'm not in your mind i'm not the one telling you which deck to pick or which pile to pick you know what message you need to receive from your higher self and that's the message that comes through you know so you i'm i'm glad that you know you are you you find such affinity with the podcast and with these readings that you're able to take the messages that speak so deeply to you i'm blessed to be able to bring them through and you're blessed to be able to receive them so anyway center yourself taking your deep breaths try to kind of not focus on any noise externally and really check in with yourself and go with the number that flashes to you that that feels that you're called to pile one pile two or pile three cool so i'll begin pile one there's this energy that's been hanging around recently of heartbreak 
And whenever I see this card, spirit always knows that I read it. Like uh, there might be infidelity there, um, that sort of vibe as well. To me, it feels very relationship focused, but it could also just be in terms of things that your heart was really, really set on. But the pain is in the mind. Although we see the swords going through the heart, the pain um, originates from the mind. So you're very much in turmoil like you're you're really still in your feelings and if you're the person or one of the people that keeps picking this card whenever it comes up in whichever pile it shows up you really need to tend to your heart you know you need to take time for your heart and um natalie um she one of the people that I follow on Twitter, she's always uh, tweeting here and there, how is your heart today? And I think that that's a genuine question that we all need to ask ourselves daily. Like, how is my heart today? Because oftentimes you don't check in and you're lugging around a heavy heart day in, day out. Offload all of that, offload it. So there's pain here, there's pain, there's clearly pain. And that pain is stopping you from being able to look forward positively. So because the next card is the two of wands in reverse. So this figure, I'm using the modern witch, uh, Lisa Stone, modern witch tarot deck, by the way. So the figure, um, the woman is looking out to see, she's got one wand in her left hand and she's got her phone in her right hand. So she's really considering where she goes from here, where she takes her fire to. Uh, when it's um, in reverse, I more see it as like, you don't see a way forward. You're kind of wallowing in your heartbreak you're kind of wallowing if it is to do with work you're like oh well you know um they didn't want me I didn't get that promotion I didn't get that job so I'm just going to be sad I'm just going to be here and I'm just going to be sad how long have you been sad for my G like how long have you been sad for that's not to diminish or to dismiss your um, pain and your very very real hurt but at some point you're going to need to take action and the thing has happened, right? So that thing has happened and you, you're bringing that same energy of what's happened into the present. So it's stopping you from being able to move forward, feel it and then move through it. You're choosing almost to stay in the same spot. Like, well, this hurts, so I'm not going to go any further. You have to go further. And I think that the phone in the hand is also significant. So you're scrolling and you're comparing your life to other people's lives. Oh, well, they have this. Oh, look, they've got that. Maybe you're even looking at the people that you think got the job. Oh, well, they got the job. Look at them. That's not serving you. And if it's a relationship, you're even looking at the person's page that you, who you feel like you got that got chosen over you or you're looking at the person's page who you've broken up with and you're pretty much like just stalking the page seeing if they've said anything about you oh that was an indirect about me that kind of august um alcina energy where kiki palmer wasn't even talking to him fam she was just she was just tweeting at someone that tried a thing and then he's trying to body her online and everyone noticed the energy and they're like fam you need to direct this energy towards jada that's the person that you're frustrated with that's the person who basically just came out and said sorry to that man I don't I don't know her I don't I don't know her you know that's basically the energy that Jada was giving you um and so you're frustrated and you're taking it out on other people and that's kind of what we get here where like some things hurt you deeply instead of directing your energy to where your energy is needed you're directing it towards other things if it's not uh, to your like you're beating yourself up and you're like well I'm not going to do anything and I'm not going to go any further and to help beat yourself up you're also going and searching for things to make you 
stay in this state. Like you want extra things to make you feel sad. So you're going and you're scrolling and you're looking at things that aren't uplifting you. Why are you kind of self-flagellating in this way? Why are you beating yourself up in this way? Like the heartbreak has already happened. Everything else that you're doing outside of that, you're, that's you inflicting it on yourself. And that is just childish. That's childish. Um, the card that comes out from the messages from your angel card deck is Angel Francesca. I've always liked that name. Maybe because I went to St. Francesca Cabrini. I only went there for a little while. Um, yeah, there was this ridiculous boy who would try to touch girls' um, ponanis under the table. Weirdo. Wonder what he's doing now. Anyway, um, that's by the by. Uh, Angel Francesca says, what do you desire right now? Visualize it and it will come about. Negativity will block your progress. Look at that. It says further, you have been asking God and the angels, what is next for me? Yet we have been waiting for you to make that decision for yourself. That is why you felt stuck lately. This impasse, um, or is it impasse, impasse, um, occurs because you, um, are, impasse, you know, (laughs) occurs because you are afraid of making a wrong decision. We can help you to decide, but ultimately the next chapter of your life is up to you. This is a period of your life that is unscripted. The rest is still unwritten. Anyway, sorry, I'll get back to it. Your desires are like a painting that you create upon the canvas of your life. Like an artist, you must decide what the theme, background and foreground will be within your picture. Take some time out to meditate pray upon and contemplate the important decision be creative and maintain standards for yourself but remember if you don't make a decision that same thing um that's the same thing as deciding that everything shall remain the same and that's what i've been telling y'all that's exactly the message like i'm saying like you're wallowing in the negativity so you're not actually able to move forward and there's so much for you because it's the two of one's energy there's so much for you to still um bring forth in the world um because you are capable of it like you're incredibly talented as a person you're very very talented you're very creative but you've decided to take all of your talent and creativity to create more suffering for yourself and that is just wild that's absolutely fucking wild um and that's why angel francesca is just like you're saying you're asking god oh this hurts so much what's next for me and like fam you've got to choose what's next for you and definitely what's next for you is not lurking on people's social media pages and making yourself feel shit that's not going to go anywhere if you were for instance using social media to consider other avenues whether it's relationship wise or whatever you're using it to get yourself inspiration to move forward that's one thing but that's not actually what you're doing you're just feeding your egoic self um, and letting it choose a story um about you that it's feeding off and it's feeding off nah bun it Bun him, take my pun him, take and land down, run him. Why? Sorry, uh, this song's just come through. I wonder if my ancestors just like love dancehall the way that I do. You know, like when I'm listening to a tune, I wonder if they're brucking out too. Hmm. Well, that's something to ask them. Anyway, the card that you get from the tarot of the Orishas. Uh, is uh, Yansa, which is also known as Oya, the deity um, who governs the wind. uh, And Oya doesn't play. And this is very much the energy that I get for you as well, that usually you're the kind of person that you know what you want. Like you're, you're about it, about it. Like you, you, you're, you're strong in um, this, you know, in what you believe of yourself. You usually are. 
But that same strength, you're kind of just turning it in on yourself. And the wind of change is here. You're either choosing to go with it or not. And at the moment, you're fighting the wind. You're fighting against the wind that's trying to move you on to the next stage of your life because you just want to be sad a little bit longer. You haven't got time for that. There's places to go. There are things to see. That's that two of one's energy. Like if it's upright, the the figure is looking across the sea. They've got their phone in their hand. They're le- They're ready to live life. They're ready to see where they, you know, the wind blows them, where they're going to be taken. But you're here just like, "Mm, I don't want to go anywhere. You've got to go somewhere. You've at least got to take the next step. Take the first step so then the angels can guide you. So the ancestors can help push you along and propel you along. You've you've got to do something, though, because what you're doing right now, Namek it. Yeah. So um, that's pile one. Pile two. Pile two nine of wands <clears throat> so you're doing really really well it's lots of fire energy you're doing really well at setting boundaries it's you've cut and bruised yourself grazed yourself in the process but you've definitely managed to put something in place to um keep others out but i'm always saying whatever keeps others out also keeps you in so you've been really really working hard at something like really trying to put something in place whether it's career wise or um just life-wise in terms of lifestyle you've been really struggling to put something in place and you're almost there because it's not 10 of wands um nine of wands you're almost there with this work that you've been putting in and you're tired from it but you need to ask yourself are these healthy boundaries that you're putting in or are they are, are you reacting to things because it's easy to tell yourself the story of, well, people do this to me and I just cut them out. I just cut them off. Yeah. Okay. But is it fueled by something else? Because if it's not from a place of, you know what, I just want that space for me, then mm, you need to just check it because everyone's got, the thing is at the moment where we found ourselves with social media and everything, everyone's got the vocabulary or a lot of people have got the vocabulary, but that doesn't mean that they know what the fuck they're saying or they're using it to say rather harmful things. I keep going back to Jada and Will's red table talk. But again, it's that energy of like, just cause you know, the word healing and journey and um, codependency and rare, 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 just cause you can almost therapize um, if that's a word. Um, your neuroses and 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 your flaws and your your higgy hagger behavior doesn't make it any more okay just because you have language for the fuckery that you're doing doesn't make it any less of a fuckery so that's something to consider you know and the card that comes out you get a major arcana card you're the only deck that actually has a major arcana card from this um deck you get the temperance card um which is an angel. She's got braids and wearing a beautiful olive skirt. In case you've got an aunt called Olive or something. And there's a sun in the background and she's got red wings that are beautiful that to me just speak of success and a triangle on her chest, on her stripy um, chest that makes me think also of like the LGBTQ uh, plus community. But she's got two cups in her hand and she's pouring from one cup into the other, one foot on the land, one foot in the water. You're being asked to find balance. Yeah. And, um, that's ultimately it. You're being asked to find balance because this one that you're doing that you're like, well, these are my boundaries and da, 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 da. If they are, if you're just making these alleged boundaries out of being reactive, um, or reactionary, 
then they're not going to serve you and they're not going to, ultimately that's it. They're not even, full stop, they're not going to serve you because you're not doing it from a place of like um, healing. You're doing it from a place of almost combat. And yeah, it's, it's just, it's not balance. You have to find balance. This is just a symptom of the other way that you react to things um, rather than sitting with them and coming up with something t- like strong and tangible that's, that that can set a very solid foundation for your peace of mind. Um, if you're just trying to cram things on top of a higgy hagger foundation, nothing will stay. Everything can easily be blown away. So that's why you've got the temperance card. And then the angels, the card that you get is um, angel Carissa or Carissa. And just checking that now, it says here, you are at the end of a cycle in your life. Call upon your angels to comfort you and to guide you to your next step. Happiness awaits you now. You may feel sad as if your heart is breaking as a result of this ending. Allow yourself to cry and grieve, but know that we are an- that we angels are near you right now. When you are ready, we will gently show you how this ending brings new blessings into your life. But for now, the sadness you feel may reveal new insights to you. It might inspire you to finish a project where you've been procrastinating or take a better care of yourself, for example. It's an, it is important for you to express your feelings during this time of transition. Position. either keep a journal talk to trusted friends join a support group or discuss everything with us angels the more that you can release the freer that you will feel watch out for any self-destructive tendencies which can arise from misguided guilt i will help you take excellent care of yourself during this transition if you will call upon me whenever you need a hug just ask and you will feel me envelope you with my wings i've often done that when i felt extremely sad and i felt the angels hug me anyway um but what I was just going to say to that is that actually that seems so akin to like the pile one deck, but I see how it still relates to this pile two deck in that that could almost be a follow on from that because ne- not necessarily all of the messages are separate. So if you're someone that's like felt the, um, you know, the message from pile one and then the pile twos come up, it's just almost that reminder as well that, you know, everything will be okay. But for specifically for pile two, these boundaries that you're putting in place, like I said, if you're doing it from a place of, well, this is how I want things to um, be. And this person did this and this person did that. That's got to end for you now. That sort of reacting, that reactionary way of dealing with things have has got to end for you now because there has to be a healthier way to handle things. There has to be um, um, a more emotionally mature way to deal with things. And that's basically what the angels are asking of you. Like, let us help. Let's show you how you can go about definitely having boundaries, but not doing it with this wayward energy that you're, that you're currently using. The card from the Tarot of the Orishas that comes out is message from air so it's just almost drawing it uh coming back in again um to listen to that message from the angels i think it's only just uh um underlining that message from the angels that omar you can't keep doing this yeah that cycle has ended yes people have hurt you and this is why you're trying to put these boundaries in place but the boundaries that you're currently trying to do aren't serving you either there's a better way to go um, around this or to go about this. So that's part two. Part three. Clearly now. I can see clearly now. The rain is gone. Oh. 
I can see all obstacles in my way. I don't actually know if those are the syllables for the song, but I've made my own and I'll do what I want. But anyway, you've got the first card is Ace of Swords. There is amazing clarity. This is the idea that's going to bang. Whatever idea that you've got on your mind at the moment, this is the idea that's going to bang. Go with that gut feeling. Go and do your thing. Go and do your thing. Like, it feels entrepreneurial, yeah, that, oh, I'm probably just going to start this small business. I'm just going to do this thing. Try it out. See, I, I was actually saying that recently for myself. Like I thought to myself, I don't, pole dance studio. I love it. I keep talking about this. Like I love it, but I feel like I'm being called elsewhere. And I was like, maybe I'll do this. You know, I've, I saw this, I had this dream where I was meant to have this um, tarot service online, but I'm not sure how I, I do this often. I'm given a message and I just decide I'm going to go and do my own thing instead and not follow the message, but we'll see how that plays out. But then actually I thought that maybe I want to open a community kind of center, like a healing center. That's the flashing word that came to me. Like it's a healing center. So there'll be like, um, movement meditation. Don't want to call it really yoga because of, you know, the way that it's been colonized by the whites, but you know, moving meditation, movement through, um, healing through movement. Then I'll have a space for like tarot and then there'll be like co-working spaces for community, uh, for people within the community, um, especially the youth. So that came into my mind. And then I just thought, mm, do you have time for that? Because you want to be in Wild Seed and you also want to do Black Panther too. But these are genuinely the things that come to me. Should I get pushed in that direction? Like the answers to this are like, yeah, that's it. That's what we want you to do, ho. The go down, down uh, go down that route. Then I'll give it a shot. But it's great to just explore ideas. Just explore. Just just give your space, give yourself space to con- to just um, entertain some of the entrepreneurial thoughts that come into your mind. Obviously my focus is still the children's home in Nigeria, but everything's kind of come to a standstill with that for, for the children's home in particular, just because of COVID and everything. But, you know, that's still what I'm out here, you know, doing, you know, getting money over to build this fence, still get this water well dug, do this, do that. But all will be well because God's hands over everything. But back to the card anyway. Yeah, Ace of Swords is that. It's that energy of like, you've got an idea. The idea is sick. Like, go with it. Do, go with it. And the reason I say go with it is because the next card that you get is the King of Pentacles. And I always, um, I did a reading for someone uh, recently and they got this same card, this King of Pentacles card. And then the Lisa Stell deck, their figure is wearing like a jacket that has a kind of grape like motif on it. And it just made me think of Ankara, like the Ankara jackets, the African fabrics that we make um, all our, uh, our clothes out of and that. And made me think of that. So maybe if you're someone of West African heritage, maybe you're thinking of um, starting a clothing business in some regards, or you're thinking of even moving back to Nigeria. I mean, I don't know why you'd want to take up that extreme sport, but I feel like I might be joining you at some point too. But yeah, it's that energy. Like if you, um, if your entrepreneurial pursuit is maybe taking you back to um, the continent of Africa, if you are from there, I'm not talking to you whites. Um, then, you know, that's the possibility as well. But whatever it is, you are the king of pentacles. Like this idea will be what opens up a lot of doors for you. Like it will absolutely bang. It, that, that, that's not to say that it won't be tough but or challenging, but it it's the one for you. That's the energy that's there anyway. And the card that you get from the a message from your angels card is 
uh, Angel Adriana, I'm leading you towards the answer to your prayers. Please listen to and follow the steps I'm communicating through your intuition, thoughts and dreams. Don't drag me, Angel Adriana. I'll do what I want. Okay. Okay, girl. Anyway, um, Adriana says further, um, we have heard your prayers and we are glad you asked us to help you. As you may know, we can only help you if you request assistance. The way that we angels answer your prayers is by giving you the uh, guidance that will lead you to take the steps towards your higher self's will. Notice repet uh, repetitive thoughts and feelings or vivid visions, dreams or auditory messages. These are my loving messages urging you to take action or make changes. I'll make sure that you are safe while you follow this divine guidance together we will work to co-create your answered prayer. That's it. Your prayers don't work unless you do my G's. So you've got to put that work in. And it's basically even more confirmed, underlined by the um, Tarot of the Orisha card that you get, which is the man. And all that signifies um, the man is like the, what is it? the is it uh the da vinci man standing with the arms out i think it's da vinci the man standing with his arms out so basically it makes like the shape of the star five point star um and that's just success 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 um success like this is bound to, to 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 just bring great great things your way so no matter how outlandish the thought or the thing seems it wouldn't have been planted into your, it wouldn't have, you know, been planted in your mind or your heart if it wasn't something that you could pull off. If you can see it, it can definitely be a reality. You can make it happen. All you, only you have to be able to see it to make it a reality. Nobody else has to fucking get it. Yeah. So, well, that felt like a self drag. Anyway, that's that for the tarot bits. Let's get into share your magnificence. This week's first Share Your Magnificence goes out to Harry Jackson, who emailed me actually a while back. But when I tell you that my inbox is mad, the SYM inbox, thank you to everybody who sends their messages that way, sym at kalechiokafor.com. It would really help if you put in the title, which people tend to do, whether it's Magnificence, Mad or Mum. So it kind of lets me know what I'm reading or if it's just the general message, which I'd sometimes receive as well. I love those two and I'm still working through all of them. Anyway, Harry sent a message in and said, hi, Kalechi, I love what you do. It's funny that you should have chosen the subject. Would you change places with a black person? Um, because I made a film recently um, exactly about that, a role reversal about stop and search. I hope you enjoy the film starring my friend Alessandro Babalola from Top Boy. Uh, I'm hoping the film keeps the issue on the agenda and I've suggested people donate to stopwatch.org who work towards making policing more accountable. If you felt like sharing the film somehow, that would mean a lot. Many thanks, Harry. Now, I don't know if Harry's a listener of the podcast, really, but um, thanks for sending this message. At least the message was sent to the right place. That's what I'll say. Anyway, Harry, big up yourself because... I watched the short film about uh, the satirical short film that kind of um, flips on its head, two black men stopping and searching the police. And it is really, really interesting. It's a, it's a really good piece. And I'll put the link on um, in the caption so you can all give it a watch as well. It's really interesting. There are things that I would have probably added um, 
but no one's asking me, can actually face your front. But overall, I think it's beautifully filmed. I, I really, really like it. I think it's really, really nicely filmed. And um, the acting is great. And really, it's funny in bits and, and also very awkward, which is the nature of Stop and Search as well. And I love that they're like, oh, this is just a routine check because you fitted the description. And the policemen are like, which one is it? What did we, is it a routine check or did we fit the description? And they were like, well, it's a routine check of people who fit the description. So now what, ho? You know, I just, I just love that energy, the playing with words, because this is what a lot of these Higgy Hagger police people like to do playing around with words and not questioning how they are agents, literally, of white supremacy. Uh, But I'll talk more on that later. So yeah, you know, I love when things like this are made because we need more things like this. And maybe if this short film was actually played to police officers, they could understand how how the behaviour that they perpetuate um, is damaging to communities. Stop talking about, oh, we want to build trust in the community. We want to be able to get the community to trust us. Trust you for what? Trust you for blood clot, what? Trust you for what, you hoes? Trust you for what? When every day, every day, there's not a day that ends in Y that you're not badding up people for no fucking reason. Oh, it's just a few bad apples. What is the fool saying? Full, uh, a few bad apples ruin the what? They ruin the motherfucking bunch, okay? So you need to get your bad apples, as you like to call them, your alleged bad apples. You need to get them in fucking order, not for us to be getting beaten over the head and stopped and searched disproportionately, wildly disproportionately, and you turn around and go, oh, it's just a few bad apples. Ha, 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 ha. Fuck off. So, yeah, I'm going to post this link to Harry's... Um, to Harry's short film, written and directed by Harry. Uh, brilliant acting um, from all of the actors. Really funny. Um, yeah, I just, I just love, I just love good satire. It's really my kink. Uh, so thank you, Harry. Two slaps on your chest for doing great work. And I'll put that in the captions. I'm just flagging it before I forget because I know what I'm like. Um, and second, uh, share your magnificence comes from a baby person they've titled it just a baby girl in a baby world dear madam kelechi i would like to start this letter by by thanking you for all that you've done for all the baby girls baby boys and baby non-binaries across the world you inspire me each and every day to be a better version of myself and to refuse taking any mess from anyone I'm writing this in for Share Your Magnificence. I've never written into a show before, but I think that what I've just done deserves two or more slaps on my chest. Guan, my G. As of Monday, June 15th, 2020, I became a certified flight instructor. Not even Corona could stop me from accomplishing this milestone. I was able to accomplish this during a global pandemic, a financial crisis, both my mum, dad and grandfather having cancer, us losing our house because my mum lost her job and is in the process of divorcing my stepfather and being the only black person and woman at my job as an advanced ground instructor. That's someone who teaches the logistics of flying in classrooms. At 22 years old, what? Fucking what? (laughs) Wow. At 22 years old, I feel like I'm so slowly starting to fall behind in this crazy experience called life. Are you, are you serious? (laughs) 
but it's your advice podcast and attitude of self-care that teaches me that I'm capable of accomplishing so much more. Thank you for teaching me how to be forgiving to myself and for being a nurturing mother figure that I never had. Oh, thank you. I'm sending all the love I have to you and your family and praying God's best for all of you. May you continue to grow, shine and get the things you deserve. If you're ever in Florida, yes, I know I hate this state too and would like your own personal pilot. I'll be more than happy to give you a ride in the sky. Kindest regards, just a baby girl. Just a baby girl flying a plane in this baby world. Yeah. Two slaps on your chest, baby girl. Go on, my G. Pilot and that, yeah. Flying planes and that, yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that is fucking amazing. Please, please, 22 years old and you're talking about you think you're falling behind. Falling behind where? Sis, you're flying. You're fucking flying. How can you fall behind when you're flying? Nah, nah. I don't, I don't want to hear that to, I can't, I don't even know the number of slaps that somebody can give you. Like what, what, what? Nah, Mm -mm. Mm -mm. nah, that is incredible. Congratulations to you. I'm so sorry um, about the family members that have cancer. I'm sending so many healing vibes and thoughts and, you know, prayers, thoughts and prayers, but you know, genuinely thoughts and prayers their way um and i just anyone else who's listening just take a moment to just send the healing energy towards um baby girl's family um regarding that you are like of all these things that are going on and you still you still manage to to do the thing like that is amazing and i'm sure i'll be in florida at some point and i'm definitely going to take you up on that offer um two slaps on your chest baby girl two slaps for all of it like you just deserve eternal slaps i've even slapped and i've knocked my headphone off my head but nah two slaps eternal slaps infinite slaps because you are incredible like you are so incredible and i'm honored and humbled that my um you know, my podcast could be part of that journey for you. It, it just means so, so much to me. Like, whoa, I'm so proud. I don't even like, we've not met. I don't know you, but I'm just so proud because that is a major achievement. It speaks to my inner um, child. Like I was an air cadet. I've mentioned it on the show before. As an air cadet and part of air cadets, you get to do pilot training. And I only got to go a few times because our squadron was so poorly funded, but being in the plane was, um, you know, the, um, is it Hercules? No, I can't remember the name of the, um, ones that we take, but you know, our little two person planes that we'd go, um, was it gliders that we go flying, um, near Biggin Hill, those were some of the best times of my like like my young life my teenage years and I've I'd always said to myself oh you know I would have really liked to complete my pilot's training uh, because it was so fun um all the time that we would get a coach and go all the way out there and and we get to fly um 
So you are literally like living my best life. I don't think you understand. I pray for safety over you every time you go up in the air, even when you're on the ground, like keep doing you. You're so, so eternally blessed. And I'm so happy for you. That's absolutely amazing. Big up yourself. Woo! I love that. I genuinely, oh, that's just made my day. I'm sorry it took me so long to get to the message, but you know, I feel like it should be coming at the right time. All the messages are, you know, they, they arrive when they need to arrive. And so my next magnificence, let me move into that, um, says here, good day, Kalechi. Before we nominate our share your magnificence candidate, I love how official this is. Uh, we would like to say a heartfelt thank you for all the knowledge, advocacy, and deep belly laughs that you bring us, um, that you bring to us each week. You are a blessing to this world and we're grateful to e-cross paths with you. Oh, thank you. You will have good fortune eternally. I share, I claim it, I claim it. Um, that's Yoruba for, for those of you who don't know Yoruba and your vagabonds. Um, anyway, anyway, um, today we nominate our oldest sister, Dr. Uh, Mautin um, Hundein, who is a huge inspiration to us, uh, a real life obstacle destroyer and breaker of grounds. Last week, she was the only black candidate to graduate. Well, this isn't last week now, cause I'm, I told you it took me a while to get to this message. Um, last week, she was the only black candidate to graduate from the general surgery residency program at one of Harvard's teaching hospitals. No, I'm sorry. Um, so what? So what you're all trying to tell me now is that black, I just have black excellency, um, that just listens to this podcast. I fucking claim it. All of you are fucking excellent. Keep doing wonderful, amazing things. My gosh. Anyway, let me continue reading. So it says here, last week, she was the only black candidate to graduate from the general surgery residency program at one of Harvard's teaching hospitals. She received the primary residence, uh, resident teaching award. But, but. However, this is not the first time Mountain um, would shine through her career, shine through in her career. When we attended her undergrad graduation ceremony, all we remember was the entire faculty giving her a standing ovation as she walked. When she graduated from Penn State Medical School, she did so receiving multiple scholarly awards and graduating Alpha Omega Alpha. Do you understand what, you know, like, you know, when you see bare words, yeah? So she graduated beginning, end, beginning. She graduated the, to the beginning and she graduated to the end and then she graduated to the beginning again. She's an infinity sign. Guan, my G. Guan. Um... During her surgical residency, she did important research in pancreatic uh, cancer that has published uh, that was published by a remarkable series of papers in very high impact journals. These earned her awards from the Society of University Surgeons and the Society of Surgical Oncology. Mountain is skilled, passionate and an activist. At her recent graduation ceremony, we were all moved by her powerful speech as she spoke about her journey from Nigeria as a teenager to how leadership on all levels must actively embrace civil rights and social justice. As her sister, we could not help but cry laugh as we saw her mother, uh, saw our mother on Zoom who praised, who raised us by herself, smile and glow with pride. Dr. Mountain is um, continuing her passion in oncology 
cancer surgery in a fellowship at the prestigious memorial Sloan Kettering. Congratulations, magnificent, a uh, magnificent mountain. We love you sincerely. Any and Anu. Ah, so that's Eniola and what's it? I would say Anu Olua. Um, beautiful names. Um, oh gosh, wow, wow, mountain. Wow. Wow. Come and see baby girl. Come and see collector of awards. Come and see surgeon of the year. Who could fucking ever? Who could ever? I want to say two scalpels on your chest, but I think that that would mean that you can cut yourself. But two slaps on your chest for being absolutely excellent, for showing them the Nigerian excellence, for showing them how we get down, my G. Harvard, yeah. Penn State, yeah. Who, nah. All of you are just out here being incredible. And I I just, I, I'm so in awe and I celebrate you. Keep doing wonderful things. Two slaps on your chest, Eni and Anu for writing in um, and praising your sister, celebrating your sister in such a ma- um, in such a manner. Big up your mum, yeah? Big up you lot's mum because I'm so tired of this fucking rhetoric and I'm going to talk about it later. I'm tired of this rhetoric, yeah? When people are like, oh, when then my dad left and then I turned to crime. Yes, that's definitely a thing that happens, but people almost, it's like everyone's placing the blame on single mothers or, or, or as in, oh yeah, well, you know, well, you know, if they, they they, it's the it's the lack of presence of a um, of a, ma- a masculine figure or a male figure that a father figure that means that you know these kids don't survive or these kids don't thrive no 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 there are so many mothers out there who are doing what they need to do and they have been holding it down they've put their traumas aside they've pushed their traumas down to get their children to where they need to get their children to but at the end of the day children are like arrows parents are the bows like you can try your hardest to point them in the right direction and fire off that thing but at the end of the day if the wind of life is going to blow that um child it, that's not something necessarily that all parents can control. Some of you men are in two parent households and you're still fucking mad. Yeah. So don't run with this single mother narrative as if, you know, they and vilify them or denigrate them because I won't stand for it. Okay. So big up your mum for doing what needs to be done and just showing that mums are out here really holding it down, really doing what needs to be done. And I, and I rate it two slaps on your mum's chest and two slaps on all of you lot's chest. So that's pretty much it for Share Your Magnificence then. I'm going to go straight into, ooh, So You Mad. So this week, week on So You Mad, it ranges from, <laughs> from the absolutely absurd to, I guess, even more um, or angry, uh, anger-inducingly absurd. Yeah, it just ranges. But I'll start off with the theme park in Japan that is kindly asked, um, the uh you know theme park goers if they could refrain from screaming on the roller coasters um but so to limit the spread of COVID-19 I just don't understand why theme parks are even opening in the first place um and someone made a great point that Disneyland I think it's Disneyland they were like oh well the theme parks are opening but the corporate offices aren't so it's just like yeah you people that we pay shit wages to that we don't really pay that much money either you go back and you start working 
But as for us, we're going to stay all the way over here um, and keep ourselves stay safe and work from home, which you know, I feel like it says a lot. So it says here, um, at the Fuji Q Highland Amusement Park recently, the chief executive and his corporate boss uh, took a ride on the park's number one attraction, the Fujiyama roller coaster, and plunged 230 feet without so much as a peep. Um, both of them in the video are wearing masks, sternly riding the roller coaster in complete silence. It ended with a message, please. <laughs> it ended with the message, please scream inside your heart. <laughs> wow. Wow. From Fujiyama to Tokyo, Disney sees uh, Tower of Terror. Japan's campaign against the coronavirus is targeting thrill seekers who might expel a burst of virus carrying droplets with a mid ride utterance. Enjoy the ride, say the theme park operators. Just don't let your voice show it. There's just no way to not scream, said one of the park goers. Um, when it reopened um, after a four month break. It's kind of torture to be back at your favorite place in the world and to not be able to scream and, and enjoy everything 100%. The ban on screaming, along with the recommendations that visitors wear masks, is included in guidelines released by Japan's theme park associations when parks began reopening in May. The guidelines are being followed by most parks in the country, including Disneyland and Universal Studios Japan in Osaka. The the association said they were following the judgment of health officials who have said that actions such as coughing and singing can spread droplets widely. Um, yeah. Uh, it says here, Florida's Disney World is due to start reopening, which I think it's already doing that, to the general public. And while face coverings are required, there's nothing in the rules about screaming. Uh, the rules in Japan are voluntary, a formula the country has used largely successfully in beating ba uh, back co uh, COVID-19. Mask wearing in Japan is optional, but it is nearly universal, although cases are now rising in part because of the infection spread by like lax behavior at night spots. During a state emergency, in April and May when the government requested voluntary lockdown measures new cases fell below 50 a day as most stores closed and events were cancelled um but yeah I just think that that's very very um interesting to me that they in Japan they almost they said like well it's voluntary like you can do it if you want to but people know people have sense people know what they're being told there they don't need to spell it out to you or beat you back inside your house and flog you back inside your house people understand so they do what they need to do um but I just find it hilarious that they were like scream inside your heart do you know what as a black woman I feel like there's many times in my there are many times in my life that I've screamed inside my heart usually when I've been in meetings and people are saying the, the most amount of fuck shit even in zoom meetings where someone is talking absolute shit and you're just there like Aah! but you're doing the, uh, um, all of that inside your heart and in your face you're just kind of like smiling and nodding and your eyes have glazed over but that's for all of you. So if you want to go on roller coaster rides, especially in Japan, please scream inside your heart. Yeah. Scream inside your heart. It's what all of us have to do when we have to watch Boris Johnson's daily briefings and all of that fuck shit that him and Matt Hancock and the rest of them demons have to say. Scream inside your heart. Everybody. Yeah. Scream inside your heart. Yeah. 
everybody yeah scream inside your heart dum 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 no i just imagine being on a roller coaster and not being able to scream and no no i don't know what kind of suffering that is but it's not one that i want to claim i'm so sorry but yeah i just thought that that was really hilarious when i read it and i wanted to share it with child what i don't find as hilarious though is the old vic the old vic if for um some of you who don't know like the old victoria the old vic is a theater in london and um it's one of like the, you know, the prestigious ones that's been there for ages. And um, the theatre, just uh, going on here, um, Theatre Action uh, have a hashtag called pull up or shut up, uh, where they're asking the industry, they're calling the industry to be accountable for their lack of diversity and actively work to change it. So the old Vic have all obviously got drawn out and they're like, fam, we want you to release uh, the stats on how many black people and I hate the t- term BAME, but you know, I also hate when people say BAME and they say BAME. I don't know if I've ever done it before, might have, but I just, I fucking hate it. It's stupid because it's not a word. It's not a word. Anyway, we support the um the theater's call to action um call for information to uh on black representation across theater and the cultural sector the publishing of this data is the first step in the old vic's renewed focus on diversity across all areas of our work hashtag pull up or shut up the next tweet says from them because it's a thread it says rather than present assumptions we present the accurate data below for 2019 to 2020 alongside alongside eight immediate commitments to progress in our equality and diversity work um you would read that and think rah okay so you know they don't want to make assumptions they want to show what they're really really doing but before i read you their nonsense eight steps i just want to um go straight into the stats for you so the ethnicity of the staff that they have at the old vic theater that's the one where kevin spacey used to uh work or he was the creative director artistic director for before they got him out of here um it says here ethnicity arab in the staff zero percent senior management zero percent board zero percent asian or asian british bangladeshi zero percent zero percent zero percent asian or asian british chinese zero percent zero percent zero percent asian or british indian zero percent zero percent all of it's basically zero percent for pakistani um for asian or asian british other asian or asian british other you've got staff three percent wow but zero percent zero percent for being on the senior management or being on the board black or black british african zero percent in staff zero percent in senior management zero percent no eight percent on the board black or black british caribbean zero percent zero percent zero percent black or black british other zero percent zero percent zero percent mixed white and black african zero percent zero percent eight percent on the board and i have a feeling that that eight percent on the board is also the person that's a black or black british african i think it's the same few people the same i guess two people i would say maybe i don't know but 
yeah, that's very interesting to me. Um, mixed white and Asian, 0% in the staff, 0% on senior management, but 8% on the board. It's very interesting, this 8% that they're all having on the board. I just imagine this person that's um, Asian, white and black. Anyway, mixed other, 3% for staff, 0% on the board, 0% um, on senior management. White British, this is where it gets spicy that you will not find in the food. White British, Staff, 78%. Senior management, 100%. On the board, 67%. White Irish, 0%, 0%, 0%. White Gypsy or Irish Traveller, 0%, 0%, 0%. White Other, 11%. Um, 0, 11% in staff, 0% in... Um, senior management and 8% for being on the board. I don't even know if all of that 8% is adding up, but I'm not going to get into it. Another ethnic group not listed, 2% for staff, 0% on the board and 0% um, on seat for senior management. Of uh, the gender, we've got um, female, 71%, male, 25% on the staff, um, 5% non-binary on the staff, uh, 3% transgender for staff, 0% transgender people or non-binary people in senior management, 27% male in senior management, 73% female in senior management on the board, 0% non-binary, 0% transgender people on the board, 42% male on the board, 58% um, female on the board. That's interesting that it's on the board that the men want to, or, you know, the, the, that they want to be, um, but, uh, you know, the, the cisgendered uh, men want to be on the board, um, but they don't want to be in senior management, really. Um, yeah, I just find that very, very interesting. Like, we don't want to really be staff. Yeah, we'll be some of us will be senior management, but definitely let's be on the board so we can say more shit there. I just think that all of this is really damning. Uh, but we're not surprised. We're not surprised. And actually, it would be great for more organizations to put out their stats um, with all of these things. And I don't want to just see 2019 to 20. I want to see, like, give me the last 10 years. Give me the last 10 years. I want your stats from the last 10 years because you're all fucking mad. You're all fucking mad to have been doing this for so long. And you motherfuckers have the cheek to turn around and be like, oh, we care so much about diversity. Like my Hancock was saying, oh, well, you know, we've got diversity of thought. And that's the most important thing. Shut up you fucking dickhead what do you mean diversity of thought what the fuck is the diversity of thought you don't have any people that, that are darker than a brown paper bag even that that's even too dark but on your board or your cabinet but then you'll turn around and be like oh but it's not um, the skin color that matters it's the variety of thoughts so if that was the case get people of different hues because they've also got thoughts too that you lot might be missing out on and again i'm gonna come to it later but organizations like mopac yeah um you're here saying that you care about policing and crime and you care care about all of these things um and then you've got um you know you you've got a diversity committee or you've got a diversity team and it's all made up of white women what are you what 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 is that what do you know about diversity when you've basically all appointed each other to pat each other on the back and flick each other's clit? Fuck off. Fuck off. 
So anyway, back to old Vic. I think that this is disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting that the theatre industry continues like this, that the TV and film industry, same thing. Like you lot don't want to change. And I remember, um, I don't know if I talked about it on the show, but that when all of this was happening and an editor was like, oh, I'm, um, I want to work with more black editors. And I think they are black themselves. And all of these very, very um, accomplished white editors were like, oh, this is racism. This is reverse racism. I've never come on here to ask to work with exclusively white um, editors, but you're a fucking liar. You're a liar because you don't have to explicitly ask because you'll you'll naturally go and choose the people who look like you. And therefore, every time all these other people are left out, that's what you don't understand. It's not about explicitly saying anything. We've got to explicitly say it. Otherwise, we won't get a look in. You don't have to explicitly say it because you're basically the norm. And that's why all of this is absolutely fucked. So the old Vic, you need to do fucking better and not just do better where you're just going to put people in these positions and you're going to treat them like shit because let me hear that you even try it and watch how that thread is going to come and burn your fucking ass madness and bombasticity that's what i'm that's my favorite word that i um coined anyway um that's that for that so you mad my next so you mad um it's quite sad, really. Christian Cooper, who uh, was the black man who had the police called on him by Amy Cooper, the white woman who said, I'm going to tell them that a black, that an African-American is here and he's threatening me and my dog. Um, it was released last week or it was said last week, uh, published last week rather, or a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago. Oh God, look at my life. Time is a construct. Anyway, they said that... Um, charges would be pressed against her for basically um, making a false allegation or um and um yeah for making a false allegation um against uh, uh Christian Cooper and Christian Cooper says he doesn't want Amy Cooper charged says he won't cooperate with the Manhattan uh, district attorney he says she's already paid a steep price that's not enough of a deterrent to others. Bringing her more misery just seems like a piling on. And here we have it. All the time, we've got to feel sorry for white women. This white woman could have basically had him killed. If it had all gone her way, Christian Cooper would be dead, right? She had her dog taken away from her. And I think her dog's now being given, or she gave up her dog. Um, but now I think her dog is back with her. Um, they want to charge her. He's not going to cooperate. The In the eyes of the law, she's so fragile. Oh my God, oh my God. Not much would have happened even if he had cooperated anyway. But it's the idea that like, fam, this woman was looking to get you fucking killed. She knew that she knew the implications of what she was doing when she called the police and put on that stupid white woman in distress voice. Like, oh, oh my God, oh my God. There's an African-American here and he's threatening me and my dog. Can you hear me? It's the same voice they use for porn as well. It's so disgusting. Anyway, um, yeah, I like she wanted you dead, and you're now like, well, I'm not going to cooperate because I don't want anything to happen to her. You know, she suffered enough. Has she suffered enough? Has she? Ha- has she? Who does what? 
And this is why I say all of the time, black people are expected to show such humility that's never afforded to us. If that was her, if something had been done against her, she'd want the full arm of the law to, 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 to utilize every punishment available. And that's what she was even trying to do in this situation. All because he just said, can you put your dog on a leash? But, oh, oh, I just feel so bad for her. I don't want... Oh, white women, oh, you, honestly, you've got it so good sometimes. I just don't even... I don't even understand. I don't even understand. I don't even understand. Why, well, we know why Rachel Dolezal can cosplay um, with her blackness or play around and pretend that she's black transracial or whatever the fuck she calls it because that's what white women can do they can just choose what they want to be and 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 go with it you know and and it's it's just wild to me it's just wild to me and i just wonder if sometimes black people feel like oh i don't even want to go down that route where it looks like i'm out here visibly punishing a white person because what does that say about me and how does that look on me and sometimes People are so find such an affinity with whiteness that even when it attacks them, even when it inflicts violence upon them, they are they will still see the humility of the white person who's doing it rather than focus on their own safety. But this is why white supremacy is an absolute trip. It's an absolute mind fuck. And I just don't I don't get it. I don't get it, but I'm kind of disappointed in him for that. But it's his choice to make. If he doesn't want to cooperate, he doesn't want to cooperate. But this is how white femininity works, guys. You know, you can move mad, almost get someone killed, really. And, you, you know, people still feel sympathy for you. Wonderful. Wonderful. Absolutely beautiful. So, um, yeah, there's that. And then I saw something that's rather wild from Nigerian Twitter because they never fail to amaze me, these Nigerians. So there's a film on Netflix called Elevator Baby. I haven't watched it, but Sadiq has watched it and I need to get to watching it, but there's so many other things that I need to watch first. I watched Skin, the documentary. I think I might have spoken about that or I might not have. Um, I still need to watch Joy on Netflix and so yeah i haven't watched elevator baby yet but anyway someone wrote sandra um she wrote um watching elevator baby why are boys slash men more likely to be hostile to the idea of their mothers dating slash remarrying after their fathers die my mum and i talked about popsy the other day and she mentioned missing him telling her she looked good um i want her to have that again and I guess as women, that's how we feel, right? We want our mothers to find happiness and to to be in love and to just, you know, be cool. Um, so, yeah. So she writes this whole thread and there are some responses to it. One guy writes, man... I can't stand the thought of my mum remarrying or dating. She can't try it, Sha. She knows the kind of kids she raised and what they inherited from their father. Why are men so mad? 
why are men so mad what do you mean she can't try it this is the thing this is can you see how patriarchy works you are this woman's son and you're talking about your mum can't try it she can't dare she can't try it and go and remarry or date another man now that my dad's not here she knows the kind of kids that she has like you would actively stand in the way of your mother's happiness someone that had to carry you in her womb and and to be running up and down to the toilet she couldn't sleep properly for how many months and then you're talking about siblings so you say you have siblings so she went through that numerous times for you lot to be in the world and then your father's no longer here you don't want your mom to have happiness are you fucking mad is there something wrong with you are you okay what but this is the sense of entitlement a lot of men feel towards their mothers so when some men are even like oh i love my mum, i'm protective of my mum," it feels quite oedipal that kind of oedipal uh the oedipus co- uh, complex it feels kind of like that a lot of the times because they feel a sense of ownership for their mum. this is why it's useless to say to men oh you wouldn't treat your mum, your sister your your daughter like that of course they won't because those they believe that those people belong to them so it's not a case of oh um you know i care about them and i wouldn't want anything to happen to them no you feel like those people are actually your possessions so that's why you would care if something was done to them because you see them as your possessions not people that you genuinely care about because if you genuinely cared about them you would be able to care about other women as well but because these are your possessions that's why you feel anything if they were to feel or to get violated as you would call it in any way that's why you would feel something because someone's basically um mishandling your possessions if someone else doesn't belong to you you don't see it in the same vein so that's why the argument about what if it was your mum's sister daughter needs to die because it just needs to fuck off because you, you what you think you're appealing to them over you're not actually appealing to them over the the narrative is the underlying narrative is actually rather sinister but if you've got a mum who's single you've got a parent who's single why don't why aren't you wanting for them to at least go out there and 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 find something and find companionship if i just some of you are just not okay like there's something very very wrong with a lot of guys and i'm sure maybe it's not just guys but a lot of mums while they're raising their children often don't go ahead and date people because they just don't have the emotional capacity to take that on as well but when you're all grown can you get the fuck out of their way so they can, you know, feel a bit of spice to their life. They can feel a bit of fire move, man. But yeah, I'm going to watch elevator baby and I might expand on that thought, but I just thought I'd share that. Cause when I saw she can't try it, I was like, what if she tried it? What will you do? You'll flog her. You'll flog your mum. Yeah. Fool. You fool. You idiot. Nonsense. I was going to talk about Ashley Graham's um, jollof rice that she thought she made, but I won't actually because the 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 picture of what I it looks like slop, it looks like gruel. Even if Oliver Twist saw that, he wouldn't say, "Please, sir, can I have some more?" It looked horrendous. People who have white partners. Can you watch them diligently when they think that they're making West African food or even making any food from any of our cultures that isn't theirs? Can you just watch them closely, please? And before they post the picture on social media, can you maybe like run it by other people um, of your cultural background or your ethnicity to be like, what do you think? So they can honestly just tell you like, nah, allow it. And if they don't tell you, nah, allow it, and they encourage you and it comes online and you get dragged, then those people weren't ever your friends and they wanted you to suffer. But I just think that there should be some kind of app that um, people with white partners can post the food um, onto the app that they want to put on social media and like the people kind of like, you know, these therapy um, apps like BetterHelp and things like that. So they post it and like um, 
uh, a food um, person who's well versed in that food uh, of that uh culture or that um will look at it and rate it out of 10 and if it gets anything below a five you do not post that picture of that food online unless you want to get um dragged because that was not jollof rice that was not even rice i i <laughs> i i would be very i would be pushing it if i called what i saw in that picture and ashley graham's picture rice it wasn't it wasn't great at all. So someone really does need to create this app to help those people in interracial relationships. Because I'll be damned if my partner would be like, oh, look, babe, I made, um, I don't know, Amala and Gregory and Ewedu. And can I post it online? And I look at it and the Gregory is um, green and the Ewedu is orange. And, you know, the colors are the wrong way around. And I'll be smiling while he posts the picture online. It's not my life that you're going to come and ruin online. I tell you that for, I tell you that for nothing. Woo. And obviously I saw Simone Biles, um, the Vogue cover that was done and that people were complaining about the the image and saying that she wasn't um, photographed correctly. This is why Vogue needs to use more uh, black photographers. And um, and I saw some amazing pictures of other uh, of black photographers actually posting their work of black people. But isn't that like the style of the photographer? Is it Anne Leibovitz, whatever her name is? Like, isn't that the style that she does anyway? But then again, that doesn't justify it. Sometimes some of these styles just don't work on particular people. I would hope that for my Vogue cover, whenever that happens, like I get to choose my photographer because I would want someone that really captures my essence. To me, I feel like that's what was actually missing. I don't think that the image itself was, I can't be asked really about the image. I just felt like Simone's, essence was missing from it like I don't feel like the photographer actually connected with her and that came through in the photo I think she was more concerned about her usual kind of um I don't know color palette or whatever um and level of saturation that she likes to use when she does these images I think she was more concerned about staying on brand than actually taking in the subject that she was um taking the photo of so yeah that's all I have to say about that really. But I love that what that sparked is um, all of these images being shared by black photographers of how they take photos of black people. And I saw some absolutely stunning work in there as well. Now for the final So You Mad, you knew we'd get there. Jada's Red Table Talk. Wow, wow, wow. I just feel so tired for the both of them. It's not even like I feel any kind of like sympathy, empathy, whatever. I just feel so tired for Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith because obviously she had to address what um, Sadiq and I talked about. She wasn't addressing us directly. And still actually none of you have sent me any links to do with that Zodiac clock that was in the background with Angela Yee and um, August Alcina when they were having that uh, conversation because I really want that clock. Um, Anyway... So they decided to address what August has talked about and Jada brought herself to the table and she didn't just bring herself. She also brought Will Smith, who looked tired, like he didn't want to be there, just so exhausted from all of it, from just all of it. But they did give us an insight into the fact that they um, had separated. He thought that the at that point that their relationship was just done, that their marriage was just done. And around that time is when they came out with that video of, you know, nobody um, is responsible for your happiness. You're responsible for your own happiness. And, you know, a lot of us talked about it like, yeah, that's so true. Da, 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 da. Not realizing that they were talking about something else the whole time. Or, but um, yeah, they thought that they were done. They separated. He thought it was pretty much permanent um, before they had separated. From what I understand, um, 
August had come to them through Jaden, um, their son, and he was very ill. He was going, he was grieving loss of family members. He, I, they talked about some addiction and so much was happening for him. And they basically took him in. And from what they said, it seems like Jaden nursed him back to health. Um, again, stressing that August is 21 years younger than Jada. And she said, you know, at that same point, um, her relationship with Will uh, was breaking down and they separated and she just wanted to feel good, which is what she said. I just wanted to feel good. And, you know, she basically started sleeping with August is what we can deduce from all of that. But she didn't say she started sleeping with him or she entered into a relationship with him. Our good sis Jada told us that she entered into an entanglement with him. So I don't know if August is um, a crochet braid or um, if he's a folock, but she entered into some kind of entanglement with this young man. Um, and I love that Will just, I just got this energy from Will Smith. Like he just was fucking tired of it. And he was tired of all of the perambulation. And he was tired of all of, all of like the dancing around with the words. He said to her, what do you mean? Like, you know, spell it out. What, you know, like, what are you saying? She was like, as to what? What do you mean as to what? As to the fucking reason we're sitting at this Ross Clark table. Yeah, before I flip this fucking table right now, this fucking red table, like it's a saxo salt. Like don't, don't fucking play with me. Yeah. Tell the people then what you did, Jada. Tell them how you were skinning out your pum, Jada. Um, and she was like, well, I, I, I explained it. You know, I, I, I was in an entanglement which I just thought was such a slap in the face for August because he was out there going, I could die right now knowing that I have experienced the full capacity of love. You're talking about you've experienced the full capacity of love. Like that Ponani really, really propped you up, propped up your soul. You got propped up Ponani. Yeah. You got that, that pro prophetic Ponani that makes you see visions. You enjoy it. Um, you enjoyed it only for that person to turn around and call you an entanglement. She called you a crochet braid as far as I'm concerned. That's what she called you. She called you a faux lock. Um, that I, I'm not so much interested because I think it is kind of weird how we have such an insight or we have such access into the lives of celebrities in that way. And people can say, oh, well, that's what they signed up for to, to be on the, to be scrutinized in this way. But my issue still remains that she was talking about all of these things my issue still remains that he came in a very vulnerable state and she had a duty of care as somebody who is more powerful than him really in, in, when we, when we examine so many uh, dynamics and he came rather vulnerable because of the things that he was experiencing in his life at that time. And then she says that they entered into this entanglement, but if it were, if it were a man that was saying that about a very, you know, a, a woman 21 years younger than he is, I'm sure we would have something more to say about it. I think that it will be more obvious how I think that the, the position that she had in his life at that point was exploited. A lot of people are focusing on, oh, polyamory and oh, monogamy, rare, rare, rare. But I don't think that that's any of what we're talking about right now. I don't think that that's got anything. I think, I don't think the structure of the relationship is really what we're talking about. The, 
and putting labels on it because whatever label you put on it, it doesn't work because they had broken down. They were broken. They were wounded. Um, all of them, Will, Jada, August, all of them were wounded from what they, you know, what they're describing. So that's not really the focus. The focus for me is him coming at a very vulnerable stage in his life. And then her, from what she says, from what I can deduce, um, she decided that no, 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 this isn't for me. I want to get back with Will. And so August then cut off all contact. And that was that. Um, and they're talking about, oh, well, why is he bringing it up now? I don't know if they're insinuating that he's only bringing it up now because he's got an album out. But even so, if you've hurt me, I have every right to bring it up whenever I want to bring it up. I don't have to, I don't owe you bringing it up at the time that you inflicted that violence on me. I can bring it up six years, 10 years down the line. If that's how long it's taken me to process what's happened. And now I want to share it. It's my story to share. Yeah. You were involved in it, but it's my story to share. So yeah, I just thought that bare things were happening there. But all I felt was that Will was very annoyed that he had to be at that table. And people are like, well, Will must have done stuff too, because I think um, Jada said something like, oh, well, um, Will said, I'm going to get you back. And she said, oh, you've got me back plenty of times. He was like, nope, nope, nope. I'm still going to get you back. And she was like, oh, so that petty's coming out. And you could just feel the tension there. Even when they said bad marriage for life, as if they were, you know, that just meant that they were sticking together. But Will also said, no more, no more of this. And I and I just, I definitely think that if he did his ancestry test, there's definitely Nigerian in him because he was very much like, Omar, if I find myself at this table again, Jada, Jada, if I find myself, ha, only God will separate us that day. If I find myself at this table again, you'll see. Because ultimately, like, I've been doing me, you've been doing you. None of my me's have come to, the, to, to come and start chatting. Yeah, only your you has come to chat. My all of my things have kept quiet. Yeah, they face their front. Now look. So I just think that he'd he'd probably always wanted to avoid that being the subject of, of conversation for Black Twitter, as he called it. But boy, he's it's 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 very much a lot. It's it's a lot. But I just think that there's no amount of like uh jing you know jargon and and you know healing and journey and you know all of these words you can use like you've really she kept touching her chest she kept pointing to her chest like really deep and and pressing her hands on the table like she was really making points and I was just like fam with all due respect you're not saying much you're not saying much you're just doing bare gesticulation you're not saying much and from what you are saying you've hurt a lot of people you've hurt a lot of people and that should be your focus rather than dancing around it with with lots of woo woo words yeah sit down with that for a moment and and take proper accountability so that's all I wanted to say on that for so you mad probably others will come uh, other things will come to me but I already tweeted so you can read my thread on that that's that for so you mad let's move into straw of the week aka suck your mum so the first letter well the only letter that i have that i'm reading for this week's uh straw of the week comes from australia it says hi kalechi i'm proposing a huge straw to uh to go to the daniel uh, andrews government for sending 500 plus police to nine housing commissions towers in the suburbs of flemington and north melbourne 
to completely lock down the apartments with no warning or community consultation for at least five days on Saturday, the 4th of July. This fuckery left no time for households to shop for food and medicine and other supplies. Whilst the rest of the suburb goes into stage three lockdown with warnings as Victoria sees the second wave of COVID-19, these public housing apartments went into full lockdown, aka an open air prison. These public houses are home to multi-marginalized communities and this fascist governmental response is none other than anti-blackness and racial targeting of these black and brown communities the african community living in the same flat have previously successfully taken the police to court for racial profiling and terrorizing the community in these suburbs now the government has deployed police to stand outside their doors Fuckery. i do not live in these housing towers affected but i live and work in these suburbs And as a community member, I'm deeply angered by this fascism and police brutality masquerading as COVID-19 responses. As an Anglo-European settler in these lands, I've included links to people who speak to uh, to this policing of their homes and lives um, and lives directly uh, from within the communities targeted by this most recent act of police brutality. These are the people on the front line supporting community and dealing with this fuckery. Let me remain anonymous and acknowledge their work so what i'm going to do is i'm going to post um some of the links uh they're all instagram links but i'll post the links that has been shared with us um, regarding what's happening in melbourne australia um so we can support these uh people who are speaking out about what the government is doing to them like fuck you australia fuck you fuck you because ultimately this is what we're saying like there is a virus and there is a pandemic but the pandemic is different to the virus yeah because the pandemic um as amina salami said is is actually racism yeah and people are using the virus to fuel the pandemic yeah that's what they're doing the global pandemic is actually just anti-blackness right and so turning around and going oh you're on full lockdown while these other people are on stage three lockdown you're on full lockdown and again it's the way that even the stats around oh black people um and and people of um you know asian backgrounds or whatever um are more likely to uh, be susceptible to covid19 now people are trying to weaponize that and be like well they should be the motherfuckers that have to do this the rest of us shouldn't have to do this no that's not you prop- you are the issue you're un- you're failing to understand the systemic issue here in that they're more susceptible to it because of the jobs that a lot of them find themselves in or th- that so- society only lets them have you know that's that's where the problem is. That's why it's societal issues that makes them more susceptible, not biological. Yeah. And if it's biological, if, if there's anything that's happening um, that seems to be biological, it was probably started by the societal in the first place. OK, so I'll provide the links and Australia, you can suck your mum. Melbourne police and government, you can suck your mums, you pricks. Yeah, you can all suck your mums to. But then that's what you do. Being agents of white supremacy, that's absolutely what you do. So it's absolutely disgusting and i don't think that britain is far off i feel like around october november something thereabouts there's going to be some kind of next lockdown but they're going to make it very racial in how they go about doing it but don't listen to me i'm just i know nothing i'm just a baby girl in the baby world okay but that's all i've got to say on that so the next uh straw of the week and probably my final one because i was going to talk about this fucking stupid cancel culture letter that all of these men went to go and 
sign um jk rowling being one of them um and you know margaret atwood and all these other people like a lot of you like mostly white um celebs that have millionaires that are living your life you've made your coin getting upset because people are calling you out over the fuck shit that you do it's just really it's really childish it it just it just it's it's ridiculous it's really ridiculous as you keep pointing out cancel culture isn't a thing we know it's not a fucking thing we know it's not a fucking thing we know we don't have the societal power that would allow us to fully cancel you the way that we'd like because white supremacy supports you yeah so you can be out here making very very transphobic comments and still be getting your money your bank account is still laughing because there's nothing that we can do about that you know you've secured your bag and now out of the bag you're throwing out racism and you're 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 throwing out transphobia and you're truly enjoying it oh basically what you're saying is that i don't want to be called out for any of the things that i do that are in any way damaging or hurtful nobody should ever call me out about that i just want to be adored and that's that. No, social media means that we can say what we want and we can all collectively let you know that something you've done isn't cool. It's not right. And if you were any sort of person that had any sort of heart, you would look at that and be like, you know what? I fucked up. This is so embarrassing. I fucked up and I'm going to go and do better. That's exactly what Halle Berry did. You know, she said she was considering playing a trans man in one film that she was, um, offered and she talked about it on instagram live or wherever she talked about it and people called her out on it like "Mm -mm, no you should not be playing a trans man a trans act a trans male actor or trans man actor should be playing that role not you and she went away she came back and she issued an apology and she said you know what you guys are right i was moving mad my apologies i'll continue to be an ally by not doing these things and taking up space that is not mine you know, and, and that's how someone learns. That's how someone is accountable for their behavior. Halle Berry could have easily turned around and said, fuck all of you. I, I'm rich. Fuck you. But she didn't do that. She understood where her place is and she went and, and sat in her seat and shut her mouth. The rest of you don't want to do that. You keep, you keep doubling down on your fucked opinions and thinking that we should, the rest of us should listen to it because it's a part of robust and healthy debate. Let somebody debate your fucking life. Yeah. Let somebody debate your fucking life and see how you like it. Yeah. Absolute dickheads. Cancel culture, cancel culture. Shut up, shut up. There's no such thing as cancel culture. Anything that means that marginalized communities have some sort of autonomy or voice to speak out about the fuckery that they face, everyone has to co-opt the word until the word has no meaning. That in itself is a white supremacist um, um, device. Uh, that that is what that's what you're actively trying to do. Can't even find the words for it because I'm just like so annoyed by it. They did it with SJW, um, social justice warrior. They did it with woke. Um, even with this whole Karen thing. Oh, Karen is a slur akin to being called a nigger. Shut the fuck up. No, it's not. Shut the fuck up. People pointing out that the the wild things you do as a white woman and just collectively calling it Karen behavior is not a slur. It is not a slur. If you weren't doing that sort of behavior, it would not affect you. You'd be like, okay, got nothing to do with me. The only reason it affects you is because you're the Karen that they're speaking about. 
That's why you're pissed off. Exactly why you're pissed off. Same with woke. They've ruined the word. It makes no fucking sense to anybody anymore. And you want to do the same thing with cancelled or this person's cancelled. Or often all of these words originating from black people, usually um, originating from black queer spaces that people want to take these words, co-opt them um, into mainstream culture and take uh, strip it of all meaning. So therefore hoping to strip it of power. Because then if we strip these communities of power, they can't keep calling us out on the ways that we are killing them and subjugating um, them. And to me, that's some fuck shit. So all of you who signed the letter, you can all shut your fucking mouths. Yeah. Freedom of speech, freedom of speech. Yeah. Your freedom of speech also means freedom to get clotted for what you just spoke about. Yeah. So just understand that. Anyway, the last one I was actually going to speak about is um, the police stopping and um, and um, handcuffing Bianca Williams and her partner while they had their three-month-old baby with them. And it was racial profiling, uh, clearly. But, um, you know, England, Britain is going to Britainize, you know? Britain is going to do what Britain does. So I'm just trying to find the dates that all of this took place so I can give you context. It says here, um, there's a video as well. The Metropolitan Police were not justified in handcuffing a black British athlete and her partner after stopping their car, which had their three-month son inside. Um, the Labour leader, um, Keir Starmer, whatever they call him, I don't have his time because uh, he just he's just seems to me to be a Tory light. Um, anyway, it says here... Um, the Labour leader said officers had questions to answer over footage of Bianca Williams, a European and Commonwealth sprinting gold medalist, and her partner, Ricardo dos Santos, a Portuguese sprinter and 400 metre record holder, who alleged they were targeted by police because they are black and drive a Mercedes. Um, yeah, so I'm just trying to get to the full story because I just saw that whole thing and I just thought, wow. And also, I didn't like the lie that followed it as well because I think they said that the car had tinted windows and rare, 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 and that's why they did what they did, which is an actual lie. Um, um, Brianca Williams told um, the paper that she was speaking to, she said, it's always the same thing with Ricardo. They think he's driving a stolen vehicle or he's been smoking cannabis. It's racial, it's racial profiling. The way they spoke to Ricardo, like he was scum, dirt on their shoe was shocking. Um, to me, it's, it's just wild. Uh, Bianca Williams tweeted, they say the UK isn't racist yesterday routing home from training um we got pulled over because the met police assumed the car was dry that we were driving uh the car was driving suspiciously they put out a fabricated report so here is the full story and my reply um and what's funny is that in the comments obviously these trolls have arrived these white trolls have arrived and said i watched a video and this is what i think and this is what i think and like sadiq said last week there is no one that has a more open mind than a racist that's defending a racist they are finding things in the video that is not there at the end of the day what it comes down to is that the police had no reason really to do what they did and it's always like oh a black person in a mercedes yeah we're gonna stop them when i get my g-wagon yeah let anybody try to stop me. I will scream this fucking place down. I already talk about this podcast as if it's Queen Radio. I will I will sing the names of the police officers if they try to stop me in my G-Wagon. I'm saying it from now, yeah? I'm letting you know. 
because to me it's just absolutely it's just absolutely wild like black people can't just live their lives i think i saw something that said between um is it march and may or something um the police had stopped black people or black men uh, stops and searched them 22,000 times what it failed to do is include june stats which actually knocks it up to about 48,000 times isn't that wild isn't that wild during what they call a global pandemic but they're talking about the virus but of course during a global pandemic that is racism yes and this is why it gets me vexed because um I took part in one of those workshops that's been organized by the mayor of London. Um, I'm going to tell you the full story. Let me break it down from the beginning. But first, let me just tell you what Cressida Dick said, who's the um, Met Police Commissioner. And you know that she, Cressida, doesn't like when people talk about the police as institutionally racist. Oh, it makes her uncomfortable because... um, it means that there's a lack of trust between the community and police officers. Listen, Cressida, Cressy, listen and listen good. Yeah, your ears are there. Your hair is short so that let my words get into those ears of yours. Right. If you haven't sorted out the institutional racism in your institution, your institution is therefore still institutionally racist. You can't just decide that you don't like the word and you want the word to go to go away. Those are reasons for you to suck your mother. Yeah, those are definite reasons for you to suck your mother because you can't just imagine the word away because you don't like it. When the very institutional racism that was spoken about in the McPherson report continues till this day. And your stupid sus laws as well. It says here, um, only was it, um, Britain's biggest police force is failing to meet its own stop and search targets as surging use of the power prompts accusations of racism. Only 10% of stop and searches by the Met police result in arrest. Half the force's target. Lol. While the Met, uh, Met's website claims that one in three searches result, result in an illegal object being found or crime detected. Analysis of its statistics revealed that nearly 80% of recent searches resulted in no further action. Of course they did because they have to claim that they found something. So they'll make a big deal out of something just to drag out the process so they don't look dumb for stopping someone. Um it will intensify scrutiny um, of the Met's use of stop and search, which was defended yesterday by uh, Cressida Dick, its commissioner, as an essential tool in the fight against violence. Um, Dame Cressida uh, announced a review of handcuffing practices after the black athlete Bianca Williams accused officers of racially profiling her during a police stop and search. She also apologized for any distress caused to Miss Williams 26 after the team GB runner was detained with her partner, Ricardo dos Santos, who holds the Portuguese record for the 400 meters. The, um, where is it? Um, Miss, Ms. Williams and Mr. Dos Santos have hired top criminal lawyers to pursue a complaint against the Met and said that while they had received an apology for distress, they had received none for the wholly unjustified actions of police officers. Um, Cressida told the Commons Home Affairs Select Committee that two internal reviews had concluded that there was no misconduct by officers during the incident, which will be investigated by the police watchdog. However, officers will make sure that use of handcuffing has not become a default after a fivefold rise in its use in three years. This is where I just think that 
the whole thing um, is mad. This is where I think that it's mad, right? Firstly, I'll just read that this bit. She goes on to say she defended stop and search, which was used more than 43,000 times in London in May, the most in eight years. She acknowledged that it was disproportionately used against black people, but said they were disproportionately affected by violence and positive outcome rate from searches. Um, um, what's it was disproportionately affected by violence and positive outcome rate from searches was the same for all ethnic groups, which is a lie. Um, but actually I just think that that's interesting. So you're saying that the, um, the positive outcome from these searches is proportionate for all groups. Right. But if you're only searching a specific group more, like this is why I think stats are mad. If you searched white boys, as much as you search black boys, then, and you're saying that it's a, you know what i can't even be bothered to go into it it's just all of these play on words like how they the double speak is actually absolutely mad um she said that 72 percent of killings of youths under 25 involved black victims and black people were four times more likely to be a victim of violence and eight times more likely to be a perpetrator all right so then are we not going to look at it then as a public health issue why are we looking at it as a criminal issue what are the things that are making these stats um, come to the fore what are the institutional the systemic de- um, things that black communities are deprived of that causes that this is the, what then we're left with have you asked yourself that no you haven't asked yourself that people commit crimes white crimes where they live again we're not considering that um what about the crimes from white men against everybody not considering that it's just I just find it absolutely, um, absolutely mad. But the main bit that just gets me is that um, she says that um, there were two internal reviews that that concluded that there was no misconduct by officers during the um, the incident. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? You absolute jankro, you vulture. What are you talking about? So you've got two people who are part of the system to review behavior that the system rewards and you expected them to find something wrong with it of course they're not going to find anything wrong with it they're doing what the system has asked them to do if we're talking about legality slavery was once law so legality and lawfulness actually means nothing because if it's legal to treat black people in the way that you man are treating black people and get away with it then of course whatever you find will be lawful and of course there'll be no misconduct because the conduct is oppression you absolute complexes what the fuck what are you understanding so everyone knows how i feel about these uh, situations and these issues i talk about it on the podcast all of the time i got invited they emailed me from the um uh, mayor's office or whatever the wherever the fuck Oh, um, we're going to be having a community discussion with the black communities or, you know, whatever about um, how the police can better uh, create better relationships with with, uh, the community or whatever. And we'll send you a Zoom link to attend this thing. And I said, all right, cool. So I emailed back and I said, yeah, I'd very much like to attend. I didn't get sent the Zoom link, but the meeting went ahead. So that was the first fuckery because I don't know how I responded to it and told you that I wanted to definitely be part of this and hear what Sadiq Khan had to say. And somehow, miraculously, the link didn't make it over to me. I complained about this um, anyway and put that to the side. So I got invited to another one. They were having a series of workshops, which I also didn't really like because workshops, 
I, I don't want to workshop with you, man. I want to say what I want to say. I don't want to workshop with you, man. Yeah. So I attended the workshop that I booked, um, booked anyway. And um, they had that guy, Sace, um, on that was on the news saying that he's also doing workshops the way that I do workshops with um, police. Uh, talking about, um, what's it, unconscious bias or trying to create better relationships with the police. But I just had an issue with, for instance, him saying things like, oh, um, when my dad left was when things kind of changed for me. And fine, if that's your lived experience, I can't deny that you talk about what you're going to talk about. But I almost hated it how it seems like from the words that he used as, as if the black community and the police force are of are on equal footing. Oh, it's about education. Black people need to educate themselves as to their rights. What the fuck do you mean educate myself as to my rights? If my, if I, knowing my rights, what's that going to do if the police are going to move mad anyway? People look at Sheku Bayou, look at all of these um, like people who black people who have been um, either paralyzed or killed by the police. What did what did knowing their rights do for them? Their families that are seeking justice for them now. What is knowing their rights doing for them right now? So all of this kind of putting the onus back on the black people that are being um, treated in this disgusting manner by the police force, putting the onus back on black people like, well, you know, know your rights. And, and, you know, it's about when you enter into these situations, being calm, being this, being that. No, fuck respectability politics. It's not about any of that because there have been thousands of black men and boys who have done exactly what you've said and they've still been violated and dehumanized in the process. So stop making out like there's a rhyme or reasoning to this madness. There is no method to this madness. If you don't want to talk it up, if you don't want to call it what it is, which is simply racism and call it everything else under the sun, unconscious bias, la, 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 then nothing will ever get done. And that's why when I do my workshops, it's about anti-racism. It's about talking about race as a construct and how racism is therefore being able to flourish because of this construct of race and who is suffering for um, from it. I'm not going to talk about anything else but that unless we all have a basic understanding of how we ended up here in the first place and how racism is a foundation for all of the structures that are now society that society is built that is built upon then nothing will come of this i want people to feel that i want them to feel the overwhelming nature of what racism of what white supremacy has given us in this society is created in this society before we can even talk about moving on from there what unconscious bias are people unlearning if they don't even know how everything is interwoven in their society what are you talking about? And I fucking hated that Mopac um, workshop. I hated it because I noticed that even there, even there, white supremacy is still thriving. Yeah. You invite all of these black people to come and talk about the way that they feel um, towards the police and what they think that could be done. I'm there writing in the chat, very real things because you already know how I get down and everyone's ignoring the comments I'm making in the chat, talking around it, men congratulating themselves like, oh yeah, good point, Jake. Oh, good point, Harry. Good point. Listen, ignoring the things that the the, 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 the gems that I'm dropping because you want to congratulate each other because you don't actually want to deal with anything. And then to stop policing what other people are saying, talking about, oh, I think that, you know, this is about us talking in a manner, listening to everyone, and um, respecting their opinions. I'm not going to respect your opinion if your opinion is fucking stupid. I'm not going to respect it. I don't respect stupidity. I don't respect the disproportionate rates of stop and search or deaths um, in police custody. I don't respect it. So I'm not going to be here doing la-di-da with all of you, man, when things need to get talked and I'm ready to talk it.
yeah? I'm not going to. All of you can suck your mums. Stop inviting people to workshops and all of that if you don't plan to fucking change, yeah? Because I saw the amount of, like, Met Police um, senior management that were all up in that call. The fact that I know that even um, Mopac and being there in City Hall, like your diversity team is just made up pretty much of white women. How are you looking to be diverse? You don't want to hear any other voices. You want to sit at the top of the table and everyone talk at you and you're zoning out. You're not really taking what they're saying on board. I know that people have suggested to you that you need to get the right people in to have these conversations about racism, diversity, inclusion. You don't want to get the right people in because you don't want your feelings to get hurt. Racism isn't going to change if you, what you prioritize is your feelings, yeah, so you can call yourself all of the diversity and inclusion officers and head of this and that, head of that as much as you want, that's the whole reason I created Sally in HR, because she's a perfect representation, all of, all of you don't want to do fuck all motherfuckers that want to sit in positions and claim that you're spearheading innovation, claim that you're spearheading diversity and you don't give a fucking shit, you don't care yeah, black people's lives are at stake, black men and boys are out there, and black women also, I don't ever want to miss them out. Non-binary people are out there. Transgender people are out there being mistreated by the police daily because of their blackness. Yeah. Mistreated daily. And then you want me to come and sit down and tell you everything in a tone that's palatable to you so I shouldn't hurt your fucking feelings. Fuck your feelings, fam. Fuck your fucking feelings. Fuck you. You can't keep doing that to people, pretending that you're doing the work when you're doing fuck all. Why invite me to a meeting or invite me to a workshop? And then when you do the breakout rooms, you strategically put me in the breakout rooms where you hope that my voice isn't going to be heard um, by the majority of people. Michael Fuller was also there as part of that workshop why wasn't I in the room with him why wasn't I in the room with Michael Fuller why am I put, being put in the side room so I can't talk the things why why are you trying to silence me because you know who I am and you know who I be okay but what you fail to understand is I've got a motherfucking podcast that has thousands and thousands of listeners where I can say what I need to say and you fucked up you fucked up Mopac and GLA and whatever the fuck by doing what you did because you if you really wanted to change you would give the space you would create the platform and hear what needs to be said and stop trying to take out the voices that are saying the things that you don't like yeah that is what you can do but until you do that all i can say is that all of you can go and suck your mums all of you can go and suck your mums and stop with the pretense like you're actually doing anything to change asking us oh what what would change look like for you in the next 12 months and five years and 10 years stop asking me stupid questions Stop asking me stupid questions what change would look like for me is for, 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 for black people to remain alive, yeah, and well and unassaulted in their interactions with the, uh, the, with the police, to have their integrity still intact after interacting with police, for police to treat black people with a modicum of respect and to show transparency and for there to be accountability when the police fuck up, which is often that's what we need otherwise all the other work that i'm doing with the workshops and the way that i'm speaking out on um, um, social media and all of that all of it is in vain yeah that's what needs to happen until then as i said suck your mum that's it for this week i've said all that needs to be said whoa you can write to me on S-Y-M at Kalechiokafor.com. You can follow me on at Kalechnikoff or at Say Your Mind Pod. Um, 
hashtag at um hashtag say your mind pod share with me your views on all of this i'm always um happy to to see you all interacting with me i hope that the tarot resonated with you all and i'm just wishing you strength i'm wishing you joy during this time i hope that as the sun is shining wherever you are that it penetrates into your heart space and you are just brightened up from the inside that's what i wish for you i love you all Everyone who listens to this podcast week in, week out, you mean the world to me if we've ever met or if, you know, if you've ever messaged me, it doesn't matter. My energy to your energy, I honor you and I'm so grateful for you. Um, and then, yeah, that's it for this week. Uh, season your food, wash your legs, then moisturize your legs. Um, and yeah, and, and, and that's pretty much it. Peace. It's the Ben's Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Help sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sipping yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Collect you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind